0: Finally able to make it happen. Crazy schedules, busy schedules, busy life. Thank you for doing
1: this, man. Appreciate you. Yes, I am man. blessed to be here. Thank man. you so much, Anthony.
0: Man, I love your energy, man. And I'm definitely gonna talk about <laughs> energy and all that stuff. Like, so before I actually introduce you, I'm gonna tell you and everyone listening and watching how I found you. Came across uh I was on YouTube and I came across the page, Ches Cantier, right? Cantier, Cantieri, Cantieri, Ches Cantieri. <laughs> I I came across your page. Uh, the first video that I saw is uh basically a ten minute jump rope, three hundred push ups, three hundred squats, and you know you were super lean. You were killing it. You were just banging them out different <laughs> different ranges. I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta follow this guy. So followed you on on YouTube. Um, then I checked your social media, and I'm like, man, this guy's really inspiring. And then your content wasn't only fitness-related, it was mental health-related uh, for, for men. So without further delay, my man, Ches Canteri.
1: <laughs> thank you, thank you. How you doing? Honored and blessed to be here. I'm feeling amazing. How are you?
0: I'm great man. Thanks for asking. Uh, so you're located in, in Hawaii, right? Yes. Are you, are you Hawaiian by
1: <clears throat> No, I ancestry? am a pure Filipino.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. So that that's the last name is a Filipino last name then.
1: I think so. Technically um when one of my aunties did the ancestry, she was following our family tree. It was
0: actually Japanese. Oh, Japanese, wow.
1: Yeah. So it's there's a little, um, there's a little mess up here and there, but I mean, you know, when you follow it down the line, yeah, like we kind of adopted the last name. (laughs)
0: Okay. Cool, cool, cool. So I know we've been trying to set this up for a while now. And you said you had to do, uh, your, you had to do uh, Chinese lion dancing.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: How'd that go for you? How'd those last two weekends go for you?
1: Oh, it was crazy, man. I mean, um, so we did. In Hawaii, in our uh the Chinatown district, um, our club did one of the big evening events. So it's like on so the Chinatown has this one main stage, and uh, you know, there's a lot of vendors and like a lot of people come. It's a big event in Hawaii. So we had a good primetime spot at like 7 p.m. So the team had to get ready for that um showcase. I took over one of the afternoon shows like at 11 AM and this one, um, I've been working with a lot of the kids in the group. So it was a chance for me to showcase the kids. Um, so I had to work on that. And I mean, like just throughout the day. So the day before Chinatown opens up and all the businesses, they'll light fireworks and we'll come, we'll, um, kind of just play around with the fireworks in their culture, the Chinese culture. Um, And we'll bless the businesses. We'll take a Chang. So it's like lettuce. We'll take the lettuce. We'll rip it up. They have like these money envelopes that we'll take. And we'll throw the lettuce back at them at their shop as a sign of um, clearing the space of whatever energies that are there blocking their prosperity. And yeah, it was. uh, So that first night, Friday night, we start at about. I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah, we got cut off. Hello? Yep. Oh, so sorry about that. I don't know what happened. It just, like, something, like, blinked on my phone. That's the only thing with, like, uh, social media and stuff. Like, the phone just goes ham, man. But uh, Friday night. We started at, like, we got to get ready at, like, 4 p.m. And we're basically playing all the way to about 8 a.m. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Is my video still on?
0: Yeah, I see you. Oh,
1: okay. Um, <laughs> After that, um, so that is, like, crazy. It's just nonstop for, like, from 4 to about 8.30, 9 o'clock. And then the next day, it was literally like 8 a.m. We had a show that we got to do like these street blessings all the way till like 7 at night. And I was on the, the Dragon team as well. So like the Dragon is like it takes like 9 people. And it's like extremely, it's like holding a weight in the air with a pole and we're like swinging it around, running with it in this parade. It was, it was crazy, man. And yesterday, so the past so that was the first weekend this weekend um a lot of businesses like to also participate in the lunar new year and they want um blessings and stuff so we'll go to malls shopping malls and like one by one do a blessing for each one so it's like it's crazy and with Man. the way i kind of perform in the um the line it's like it gets pretty taxing
0: <laughs> so so are you doing all the blessing like when you go to store to store, you're given the blessings while while you're inside the lion or the dragon.
1: Yes, yes. Um, oh. I'm not sure if um I just posted some of it on Instagram. It's just like little clips. Depending on because we'll we'll switch out. We have teams and we'll kind of like switch out because we watch each other, yeah. If somebody's kind of getting exhausted, we'll switch the head and the tail. So it's a two-man thing. There's one guy in the head, there's one in the tail. Um, depending if I'm in the head, then there's a whole procedure, but once the lines come out, if the, um, shop has like a lettuce hanging, then I can take it, do the whole show, chomp it up and throw it up. So it, it all depends. Like I'll take some, some of my other teammates will take some. So it's like, cause there's multiple stores. So it's, it's a, it's a long thing.
0: What kind of training is required to even keep up with that a day like that and just being inside the 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 dragon or the or the lion?
1: Um for that one um you know to be honest this is my second year so my daughter actually joined. Oh wow. And uh, I was just a dad. I I was doing my TikTok. I didn't fully commit to the YouTube yet and um I I kinda just would bring her to practice on Saturdays. They have like a seating area where you can watch. I would just kind of sit in the back. I was like, I wouldn't say playing on my phone, but I was, you know, like trying to just edit videos and whatever for my TikTok. And then um, my daughter's teacher, he was like, hey, you want to jump in? I was like, oh, sure. I tried it out. I only had like slippers, a tank top and shorts. I had to take off my slippers. And uh, my daughter's coach kind of was like, You can kind of like keep up and hang and you kind of like, I was kind of athletic. No one knew like what I could do. You know, I'm just like a quiet guy. I'm just there for my daughter. But a lot of it is there's, there's so much that kind of goes into it. Um, There's, there's Kung Fu training, got the stances that you have actual live um, training with the lion head. Then, there's the training with all the procedures and like where to go and like just different rhythms because the lion dance is in cooperation with a drum. So these two communicate back and forth. So me being into like spirituality and stuff, it became a whole, like they the group kind of tripped out like on how fast I was able to click things together because it, it's a very – In the Chinese culture, it's a very spiritual type of thing, yeah? So the drum is like the heartbeat of the line. So there's little cues and signals while I'm kind of just whipping this thing around where if I want the drum to play a certain beat, like, I'm excited. So I'll just, and I'll I'll give a signal. If I want him to slow down, I'll give another signal. If I'm going to take the lettuce, I'll give another signal. So the training, there's a lot. Somehow we fit everything into like training one time a week. I don't know. So a lot of it is just there's some fitness training. I mean, kind of like a, let's say, like with boxing, you'll do like just beginner stuff, like a hundred jabs. So we'll do like a hundred like lion head thrusters. They're almost like CrossFit thrusters with a yeah. barbell, but you're using a lion head. So just just stuff like that. It's very and because I was a CrossFit coach and like a lot of them caught on to like my YouTube and stuff, they're kind of like asking me to kind of like blend some things in to help them out. So I'm getting like a very shortcut, golden ticket ride into like the Chinese culture. Like, and some of these guys came from like very prestige kung fu groups. Like back in the '80s, like they showed me some old footage. You know how it was in the '80s? There was like <laughs> I mean, so these guys were yeah. literally like in the middle of it. And this, the the guys, my elders in the group that taught me and my daughter. Um, in that time of that generation, like the eighties, early nineties, they were considered like the—I wouldn't say top dogs, but they had a name. So I, I was very blessed that I ended up with them. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, like, that, that's like an honor just to be in that yeah. presence and to be a part of that. And and that's that's cool. I mean, it looks it looks really hard. It looks like there's a lot of, uh, like you said, you said you only practice one day a week, but there's so much that has to be in rhythm, like you said, in rhythm with the drums, and and just communication is a really big deal. And I respect it. You know, you're an honorary member of the Chinese community, huh? Yeah,
1: I'm very blessed. I do my best, yeah. just like, um, you know, I'll say this. I I'm just a small guy, you know. Like if you kind of meet me in person, I'm like five seven. You know, my my I'm kind of lanky and stringy and. I've always been this smaller guy. Sometimes, you know, when I was younger, I was a bit timid. I think that's why when I was a teenager, I kinda like lashed out. I one of the guys I actually fought. I, I've been going to church. He's been there. He likes to call it a world tour. So like, you know, I was on my world tour trying to, you know, like gain my balls and, you know, be a man and just make a name for myself. And, you know, because of my, my height, my being just timid, um, I learned about work ethic and just being a workhorse, but at the same time, just not asking for anything, you know, and just doing your best to work hard, and whoever is around you in that bubble while you guys are putting in all this work, just make it enjoyable for them, you know.
0: Yeah, it's all about a journey, you know. Yeah. What life is. <laughs> now, so so let's 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 talk about your childhood. Being that you just mentioned, you know, you were a timid kid and you kind of lashed out into your teenage years. Um, tell. Tell me, before you started being that kid that started to lash out and, I guess, got into more and more fighting or reasons to prove yourself, what was your childhood like as a small kid and, like, what was your family dynamic?
1: You know, um, to be honest, like, I had a very good upbringing. You know, my both of my parents are, like, blue-collar workers. They work for um, the city. And, um, you know, in that generation, like, with the jobs they had, it was like a normal, standard American type of home. So we had a home. I was never really, like, on the streets, you know, but my dad and my mom, growing up, they were exposed to different things, you know, like like the gang culture, this and that. Um, But they did their best to just provide a life where I didn't see any of that. But I think, of course, because, you know, my dad, my dad, Made some mistakes. I wouldn't say mistakes. He had his life, you know. And uh, he was into drugs. Actually, like, my dad's brother, has, he was, like, always in and out of jail. So, like, he had a name, a reputation. You know, he had to do what he had to do to thrive in that setting. So, it was, like, half and half. Like, my dad did his best to shield me from that life. But yet, his brothers were in that life. So I got the best of both worlds. And I think with me, like, seeing my dad being an honest man. And my dad, too, he instilled work ethic and just having that pride in being a good worksman. And then my uncles just having that pride in being what they were in that life. Um, I just wanted that. You know, I was just this kid that kind of was shy, kind of was timid. I was small. In the neighborhood we lived in, there was gangs. And I just wanted to be one of the fellas. Not even one of the fellas. I just wanted to be the the guy. You wanted to you be know? that guy. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it was so weird. So, you know, like, I had a good upbringing. My dad took me to boxing when I was about, um, I must have been in the fourth grade. Caught cracks. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, like, I went from, like, I wouldn't say, you could, I was spoon-fed. So when he brought me to boxing, he was like, you know, my son looks like he's a little wuss. So he brought me to boxing. I was getting lit up. And the community gym that I went to was like his hometown. And they're kind of rowdy there. And they have golden glove boxers, you know, in the 90s, early, uh, late 80s. There are some boxers from his hometown that went pro, that, you know, fought some good guys. Um, so that community, that gym had a reputation. So me over here just, ah going around. I went into the gym. I got lit up, man. That was my first run at, like, I had to think. I was like, you know what? There's this street life that I saw. And then there's this boxing life, you know, of this is a different type of man. This man is not on the street. He's known on the streets, but he's in the gym. And then, um, just that. And I was like, you know, this is not for me. (laughs) I had an amateur boxing fight. Um, dude, I actually, I got hit, I fell down, I was catching cracks, I actually quit, like the number one fucking sin of fighting, I quit, dude, so that one really ate at me as a kid, um, but I didn't really care, I wanted to ride BMX bikes, I really got into racing BMX bikes, my dad kind of moved things around, he ended up working at this bike shop that sponsored me and my cousin, and he was able to, like, get us good stuff, you know, my dad was, he was such a good, uh. Good example. Now that I stand here, and my mother too, she did all her best that she could to um, support me. But again, I wanted, I wanted the bad stuff. I wanted the street life. So I kind of veered away from that. Did some drugs. Been around the block, and I got to meet a very large handful of people that really opened my eyes. And a lot of these guys, you know, I'll say this, okay? You know, when these guys saw me. Five, seven Filipino boy, spoon fed. You know, I had some experiences, you know, like little fights on the street here and there with like neighborhood kids. But when I stepped into this world, when I was about 12, 13, I, I live in Hawaii. So a lot of the, uh, the street guys, the hood guys, a lot of it run on the Polynesian ethnicity. So a lot of them, there's a lot of Samoans, Tongans. And you got teenagers who are like six 6'2". And I was running around with the best of them in some of these neighborhoods. And like their uncles would see me, you know, these Polynesian uncles. Like they have connections to California. The, the Soles in California. And like they would see me and they would they'd be like, boy, you don't want this. And I was like, I do. And <laughs> they could see that fire in my eyes. Like I was down to do the stupidest shit just to be a part of this weird world you know that that little that world and i was so lucky every time i got close to it an og came to me and said boy i'm gonna tell you i have this rep but you don't want it and i was lucky there was multiple guys in my life i i remember um i was in this class in into school where there was all the knucklehead kids the teacher was actually like this big time drug dealer that turned into a teacher. So he knew guys in one of the, uh, the smaller prisons. He brought us to a field trip there. Same thing. I saw this guy racked out like arms, like he was kind of short, but he was like, you know, you could tell just from his energy and his presence that even though he was a smaller guy, he was running the block and he was real calm. He was like, you know, boy, like you, you young stay in school, Do this, do that, and, you know, you you don't want to end up here. And I I took it to heart when I was 12, but I didn't listen. (laughs) (laughs) But so on, so forth. So, you know, when I got to high school, I actually got kicked out of school for smoking weed. So I really, I went to a disciplinary school where there was, like, the toughest of the tough kids. Like I said, I was surrounded, five, seven Filipino, I'm surrounded by teenagers who are, like, six feet. 250 pounds, and like they're jacking me, they're throwing me around, like I'm fighting, I'm doing I I gotta do my best to survive in this world that I asked for, you know. So when I got to high school, I cleaned up my ass. You know, I was still drinking, but I was just chill, I was on the chill. And um I remember when I was younger, my father told me that the baddest guys in the world, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they just train all day. I wasn't exposed to martial arts. Me and my dad would watch Bruce Lee, but you know, in the streets, we're in the, you know, like, ah, yeah, we want to watch the move, this and that. But I wasn't exposed to this, uh to that life. I I seen it here and there, but I didn't know anyone in it. Even though my dad would be training, he would actually train every day. Everything that I kind of do now, he was actually doing. He would work his job, come home, kind of settle me down, let me do my homework, and he would be training. So it was always in the back of my mind. Um Got out of high school, just worked jobs. I wanted to be Hawaii's strongest man, so I got into lifting weights. I still had my connections with all my Polynesian brothers. They helped put me on some game, got me strong. That my friend, I was about almost 200 pounds. I I could bench 315. It was a struggle. I was squatting like 405, deadlifting 405. I'm giving you my whole life story. But (laughs) so this is in like my early 20s. And he was like, he was doing a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu with this very prestige school down here in Hoi. Um, he said, uh, I was telling him, I was like, I do this. I do that. I can bet this dude. I would like, he was fighting at 145 pounds. I was like, dude, I would like snap you in half. I'd like incredible uh, ultimate warrior. I would body press you body. He was like, yeah, he had not in his garage. He was, so we were drinking, having a good time. He's like, you come tomorrow. i be training. He would, uh, have some of the neighborhood boys and some of his teammates, they would um, train in his garage on Sundays. I went there. And like in five minutes, he like tapped me out like crazy. Like I felt so stupid because he was so small and I was so big. I was this strong dude. I mean, I tried to like use muscle, but I was like, I don't know anything. Old technique. Yeah. And and he was (laughs) laughing and I was throwing up after it. But I was, I had like this fire. I was like, dude, there is no way. So I kept going. That that day, I kept trying to roll with him, throwing up, trying again. I was like, and you know, my mind, I I was just like, oh, crazy. I had like different beliefs. all that like, I'm going to drink a beer. My body's all hurt. The beer's going to kind of like numb my body out. And we're going to go again. Like I was kind of being relentless. him. I was like, fuck, I don't know how this is happening. And um, from there, uh, his name is Royal. One of my close, he's like my brother. Um. He put me on game. He took me like under his wing. He trained me. I stood in his corner for one of his fights. Um, he got me slimmed and trim. Somehow we kind of distanced distanced ourselves. You, we kind of fizzled out a bit. I ended up joining a MMA gym. And like the rest, you know, I, I fought some amateur MMA. I from there I got to really meet some killers. And my philosophy with fighting really changed because, um, you know, like my dad was, like I said, my dad was training. My dad's brother was, you know, in that setting, he had really good hands. So, you know, in whatever prison system, he had good hands. My family were all boxers. Um, but once I got into this jujitsu thing and mixed martial arts, I was like, dude, like, there, there's a whole different side of fighting that I have no idea about. I'm not sure what year this was, but... I know when I kind of was in the prime of it, Uriah Faber was, like, on top. You recognize that name? Uriah Faber. There was a, uh, it was WEC. So UFC didn't have the 145 and the 135-pound weight division yet. It was 155 and up. Um, the MMA scene in Hawaii was – it was fizzling down, actually. I had some teammates that were bad, bad. And they were, like, fighting on big shows. We had big shows here in Hawaii. But by the time I jumped in, it was more like local shows. That fizzled out. I got my first daughter. And I was like, dude, my heart just changed. Like, I just didn't want to fight. I was more afraid of being a father. So I got a job. Somehow at that job, I was still trying to find my life. I... I was gonna get back into boxing. I was maybe about, I got a DUI, dude, all kind of stuff. I got a DUI. I had a daughter coming up and I was like, I gotta go get a job. I still have all this energy, this ambition. What is going on? So I tried to get back into boxing. Somehow that boxing gym was next to a CrossFit gym. The CrossFit caught my eye. I was doing CrossFit. I got CrossFit certified. My daughter's birthday came around. I got drunk, did a backflip on stage, broke my ankles. <laughs> From there, I got TDI from my job. While I was on TDI, I was studying to be a CrossFit trainer. Got the certification. i am at this certification, CrossFit certification, okay, it's a group setting. I'm all high on medication, painkillers, but I gotta, like, I'm trying to study and get, you know, I'm trying to get certified in this group setting. I got like my leg in this, uh, I call it the space boot. And like, part of the certification is, you know, we got to do the exercises together to learn the cues. And then, you know, you do a workout together, but they were so nice. The, the staff that came down, they allowed me to participate uh, can in what hear? I
0: could. Wait, I'm yes. sorry. Can you, can you see me? Yeah. yeah, I All can right. see you. Yeah. I was getting a phone call. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. See, stay <same> with me. <laughs> but, um, they allowed me to participate. And, uh, I got certified with one leg somehow. They were extremely nice. Uh, I'm blessed for those, that staff that came down. I went back to my CrossFit gym. I asked them, like, can I start coaching? And somehow that kind of fizzled out. There was not no bad blood or anything. Just I had my CrossFit certification, but I also had my background in fighting. I was like, I want to try blend my own. I'm still on my TDI with my broken leg. I'm getting paid while you know, like, like I'm getting taken care of from the job I worked at. So I ended up somehow. I I was training people at my house. I scrounged up some money, went to a storage facility, and this storage facility, like they were renting out the drive-up units, so it was like a mall basically in there. And uh, I opened the gym in there. Had some training, whatever. You know, I me speaking. And like talking to kids, having this stuff, like being positive. I've done it in like my early twenties. That kind of fizzled out. Had another kid. Um, I was doing personal training, went on another world tour to find myself, and uh lost you could say like lost my touch. I wouldn't say lost it, I just I just My heart was in a different place. I went on another world tour, got another kid, and, like, that's where you come in, basically. So the second half is, like, I'm now with three kids. COVID happened. You know, I'm trying to get back to what I was, but this time in a digital space. And, you know, from the ground up, I just had to build it. And uh, before then, I kind of had a breakdown. And it was, like unfulfilled potential, so to say. You know, I know what I can do when I put my mind to something, but I wasn't doing it, you know? And I wouldn't say American comfort, but you can say American comfort. You know, it's it's a... Uh,
0: First world problems. It,
1: yeah, it, it's, it's gonna consume you, and mm-hmm. I just got lost in the sauce, and I still had this fire of being a responsible man with a duty. And uh, from there, somehow, I Instagram TikTok opened up. I was so like, I don't want to be on TikTok. COVID happened. TikTok blew up. Everybody was kind of like doing the dancing thing. Then there were some fitness guys. And then the love of my life, she was like, you should try it. Jumped on TikTok. It was a long journey. That blew up. And I was like, you know what? I always... When I first had my gym, I was like, I saw this YouTube thing. This is back when, like, I'm not sure if, you know, like C.T. Fletcher. Yeah. And I, so they just blew up. When I when I had my gym, they kind of just blew up. And I was like, oh, there is a, like a, a digital space for these things. But I was like, you know, I was on brick and mortar. My mind was still on that kind of financial structure, you know, brick and mortar type of thing. And But this time around, I was like, you know what, I saw that with them. And I've seen the impact that YouTube had on my life. And it's my duty to just go there. Even though there's probably not going to be any returns, just put it out there, you know? Now I am here with Anthony on this podcast, sharing my life.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? You never know where where something is going to take you, right? Because yeah. I do, I want to, I want to, hone in more on the mental health part of and the breakdown that you had but do you realize how blessed you are all of the signs that were thrown at you from the time you were a kid to now and you just basically dodged dipped and dodged every single one of them and yeah each each dodge could have been a catastrophic event after that you know but everything brought you back to fighting or, or the art of fighting practicing which is beautiful like that's like the major sign you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah let, let's talk about that breakdown and like what led to it and and how 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 you found spirituality into today into the present time
1: okay so um so right around when covid happened <clears throat> I was, uh, when I was on my little world tour, it, it was gradual. I Now that I'm standing here, it seemed like, oh, in the moment, it seemed like I was getting everything at once, but it was a span of like five years. Like, once I got exposed to like crystals, you know, I, I now to me, that's like, I'm way past it, but I got into like crystals and like, I just started reading books and Every, like, martial arts book that I read kind of had a little dip of it about this universe, spirituality, whatever these golden rules. And, you know, like, throughout your life, you hear it. Why don't you treat someone like how you want to be treated? You know, like, not knowing that all of these things have, like, a deeper, I wouldn't say deeper meaning, but they string along in life in the backdrop. So, uh, from crystals, just reading about crystals, raising your frequency, um, law of attraction, when I had my gym, um, this guy took me under his wing. I emailed him. He was a beast of a man. He had this gym where he a lot of the football players coming from Hawaii going up to the NFL, they would see him for strength and conditioning. I'm gonna try, His his gym was called Warhorse Gym. I mean, so you can got like more, like these guys are coming out for war. So um he took me under his wing and he he taught me about the mind. So we took this, like, two-day seminar. I'm thinking he's going to give me financial game. This is how you going to do business. Dude, I was on this retreat, guarding this flame. This is a candle. We were guarding a flame. We had to take rotations at night. There was, like, eight of us, eight men, like, all businessmen. Some of them were, like, very prestigious, like, filmmakers in Hawaii. And we're like guarding this flame. Like we each had to take an hour throughout the night to make sure we're on this mountain. It's extremely windy. Dude, that that was a crazy part of my life too. But he exposed me to um, your mind is like a flashlight. Whatever you shine that light on is what you will get. Mm -hmm. And if you shine it on shit, like that's all you can see. If you shine it on gold, that's all you can see, you know? So it started from that. Uh, And then I wouldn't say, you know, you got all these terms of like Dark Knight of the Soul. I don't know. But now, to my understanding, in this position I'm in, you know, once you kind of get exposed, kind of like the Matrix, you know, once you take the red pill, It's going to go like this, up and down, up and down. Ah, I know all the secrets of the universe. Then you're just like, what happened to all the secrets of the universe? (laughs) My son over there. So, you know, during COVID, I was – we were lucky. You know, we're on lockdown, and I get to, like, read all these books. I get to just, like, read 24-7, hang out with my family. and like, you know, everything's kind of taken care of. I was driving Uber Eats. Dude, I was banking, man, because everything was closed. There was really no cars on the road, and the only people driving was – uber drivers just delivering food so it was the game was wide open so like while i'm driving you know i'm waiting for the next thing i'm like reading a pdf um there was this book that i was listening to it was called um the impersonal life by joseph benner and that like it cracked my consciousness i was like what the and it made me kind of see like the overarching source of all you know I, i'm not sure what you believe in or what anybody else believes in like i have i've kind of seen everything you know like my parents are good we were roman catholic there's so much things i left out of my life story but there's so much things in the backdrop that i was exposed to that i've kind of seen almost every religion now the only thing i didn't get into was the chinese side and you know with the line dancing that's happening but every every guy buddha Jesus, Valhalla. Odin, Hercules, I mean, all of them were just preaching about some of these little basic rules that govern this physical reality, which also goes on into whatever space, universe, invisible reality that we can't see. And there was a point where I was, I went so far off into that world, I kind of forgot my life here. And like, I feel like now that I'm standing here, there was a, you know, when you're taking in so much information, the mind is like getting chaotic and the body gets weak just because of just the fizzing of the mind. So I was just eating whatever. And now that I'm getting all this information, I'm knowing more things based upon what I'm reading and comparing what my life is like and then just not being responsible for it. That led me to like the breakdown. So I was trying and trying with the TikTok. It wasn't happening. Um, everything was, like, starting to open up. Me and my girl, we were having, like, financial problems. Um, I was, like, too busy in the spiritual world. I wasn't – I quit drinking. I quit doing all of that. But I wasn't, like, keen on my diet. I was half asking my workouts. I wasn't giving it my all. And I was just trying to, like – Just figure everything out. And so one day it just imploded on me. And so I was like crying in my daughter's room for like three hours, dude. Just like I'm a 33-year-old man who is like listening to all these books about all this Wushu, Washa, invisible stuff. I have all this knowledge. I technically at the time – didn't have any job because you know, like I was trying the TikTok thing, and that thing is like totally up and down. Uh, I was kind of comparing myself to what other people are at. You know, of course that's gonna happen. Uh, <clears throat> I I looked in the mirror. I was fat. I wasn't what I was, who I thought I was, and that was the biggest part too. I kind of, I was kind of buff, but. I had some weight on me. So when, you know, I looked in the mirror during that time of my breakdown, and I was like, I am not who I think I am. So I was just crying and crying. "Ah!" Dude, I was I admit it. Like, I fucking cry all the time. Not not so much anymore, but, you know, when I watch a good movie, I'll cry. But I was crying and crying, and uh, I made a video about this on my YouTube, but so I was crying and crying. I kind of just, like, I sat, I closed my eyes, and I was like, god whatever's out there like what do i need to do to get out of this space and then uh in short i closed my eyes okay i was crying like this and, you know i said it in my head just so happened, me, like i i wouldn't say it was in my mind it was almost like i was living it but i i guess i was imagining it but like i kind of like opened my eyes I saw this figure in front of me. It was like a Bruce Lee body. And uh, there was, but the head was like blurted out. And like I said, like, cause I was crying. I swear, like, you know how your vision is when you're crying. Um, So it looked a little blurry, but the head was like a sun. And um, so I was kind of like, what what am I seeing? It just seems so real though. I'm, I'm not one of these, like, invisible, like, oh, I see, like, these spirits. You know, I'm not that kind of guy. But I was just like, dude, I, it's like Bruce Lee with, like, a big sun on his head. Then uh, he reached out his hand, and all he said was, come with me. Let's go get in the workout. And, like, just the tone of the voice, the the presence, the aura, everything that I felt, like, dude, I was crying, and, just so happily it just stopped. Right when I heard that, it stopped. And I looked up and I was like, Oh damn, I'm in my daughter's room. It it like all of this was happening in my daughter's room. But when I actually opened my eyes, I was like, Okay, I think I was imagining things. But <laughs> then another thing kind of just intuitively came to me. It was like that thing that I saw that asked me, you know, come, let's get into workout. I had to become that. And that's where everything took off. Like I doubled down on the diet, doubled down on the content on TikTok, let the TikTok flow to where it went. um, Followed my intuition to just switch it to YouTube and same thing. I just kept that same theme of be that thing that I saw in my mind's eye. And I guess that's what I became
0: for you. Damn, that's that's wild man that's that's beautiful that's that's like some really uplifting uh information like that story was crazy you know how the hand is always going to be there right when you break down but sometimes we just we're so broken to see it or to realize it to have that realization yeah you know and let's talk about how, how how you improved your discipline from that time and also about just mental health overall, because you know mental health for men, the suicide rate among men is a lot higher than it is for women. Why is there so much pressure for men to kind of have this discipline and be the strong person and and so on?
1: Okay. I mean, um, you know, just through like just pure like studying intuition and just observing whatever. You yeah. know, we all gotta understand that within this universe there's gonna be a Positive and a negative. I don't want to say like positive and negative as far as actions, but like I used to work with car stereos. I used to have like these big ass sounds. So I learned about polarity, about electricity, how electricity runs. But there's always going to be a positive and a negative. Same thing if you want to go in the Wushu sense of things, there's the black and the white. There's the Tao, you know, the yin and the yang. Every man will have a masculine and a feminine. Every woman will have a feminine and a masculine. This is just how we exist. You got to have both. Just physic physically with our reproductive systems. The male is going to lean more towards one end, the female is going to lean towards the other. And <clears throat> in my perspective, all it is is you got to it's always going to be a triad of things. There's going to be the physical, then there's the invisible invisible physical, and then there's the mind. Invisible physical, I like to – I just permit that because it's like your body, we're males. We have male reproductive parts. So the male body wants to do these male things. Because your spirit is in this male body, your spirit will kind of take on the characteristics of that. But the mind kind of wants to do other things. So as a man with a male body, you want to do these male things. The basis of it is to push forward and progress without having any emotions and to dominate things and to protect. Basically, domination is the way of the masculine. It just overpowers everything with no feeling. The woman is is the direct opposite. It nurtures and it cares for things. It doesn't want to dominate. It wants to flow. Um, and I think just us as a society labeling things black and white puts pressure, of course, and not having a deeper understanding of how to flow these things, and um, always trying to govern on rules. It it does create. The void. I need to be this and I need to be that. You know, in in our day and age, we're in the age of like individuality. So we get to see like the full power manifestation of like a feminine. Then we get to see the opposite, the fully large, encapsulating masculine figure. And so, like, now whoever's in the middle, we're like, we either go that way or that way. And just thinking that we got to go a certain way is what creates everything. Because you can actually be whatever you want to be. It's just, you got to learn how to observe what is hurtful to yourself and to other individuals. And just kind of let your life flow within that, man. I It's... It's a weird subject. If you were to ask me these questions a while ago, I would have gave you different answers. But now looking at it, it's like, you know, when you have a mental breakdown, I can honestly just say, like, that's a part of your individual journey. You needed it. And because there's always a yin and a yang, if you're down here, it's because the next step, it's leading you up here. If you're up here, you can probably guarantee you're going to come back down. Like, um, it's called The, uh, the Emerald Tablets of Stuff. You ever heard of that book? No, I haven't. Uh, oh, I'm like, so the Emerald uh, Tablets, I'm going to the, the Hermetic principles, like yeah. as yeah. we saying, so without, as above, so below. So there's always going to be this pendulum, up, down, left, right. And if you want to use the physical, there's always going to be these waves, summer, winter, spring, fall. And you got to just be able to flow with it. But as a man, you have the conscious choice to use pure willpower to govern whatever it is you want to do throughout these rhythms, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where like things like the circadian clock come in, this and that. You're almost like getting tossed around. You're either like trying to follow the physical body or follow the spirit or follow the mind. And it's, this is what life is about, man. It's just a beautiful play of trying to rearrange those three energies. Which brings it to Bruce Lee. He was probably the one that communicated it the best. Be the water. <laughs> be water. And the second one was, he said something like, I can give you all these fancy movements and like distract you, but to truly and honestly express oneself, that's the hardest thing to do because there's always going to be those three governing energies. Your physical body the spiritual and your mind. So to kind of have that aligned, that's where the mental breakdown comes down. Because the body, the mind is kind of just taking a backseat and observing both your spiritual and your physical and all the physical outside of you. So the mind is just, that's where it cracks, man.
0: And there's just so so much resistance involved too. So like in the body.
1: Yeah. So like Mm -hmm. the body does have its own intelligence That's how I learned about the ego um, through the body. Because, you know, if you cut your finger, you got to understand that if I get a paper cut on this finger, I will guarantee know that my body is going to do its work to heal this finger. I'm not going to grow an ear here. (laughs) So that's how the ego works. It's like everything has an ego. I had to learn that, like, it's not so much dropping the ego. It's just accepting that ego is what creates individuation. If we didn't have an eagle, the body would go haywire. If I cut my finger, like a nose could pop out of there. If I cut my ear, like an arm could pop out of there, you know. But because every cell of the body is separate, but it understands its role within your body. When I get a cut on my ear, whatever proteins, whatever science going on in there, it makes sure that I heal this. And not grow finger,
0: <laughs> but so it's like like that. the untethered soul. Have you read that book? No. They talk about the ego and, and how 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 to basically, you know, you you are the ego, but separating yourself from the ego or not being identified by your ego. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, kind of yeah, yeah, in that same sense. Detaching yourself in a sense, you know. But um, let's get to the discipline aspect because after after all that all of that happened and you saw that aura, you saw that figure, you said you dialed you doubt down, you let it be <clears throat> what it is. So let's just talk about how you developed your discipline from then on, how you lost your weight, what your nutrition was like.
1: Okay, so the the ground the ground for all of it, I had to kind of like throw Bruce Lee out the window because Bruce Lee was very uh, <clears throat> the some of the stuff I was reading from him and like right before he died um he was really just just in tune with whatever was around us so i had to kind of like draw it back through physical reality um so at the time yeah back when i was fighting george saint pierre yep yeah so he had that headband with the letters he would wear the gi Kilkushin. i knew about it then a lot of um our kickboxing striking techniques have a root in Kyokushin. So somehow, just intuitively, was just like, study this. And I went to Kyokushin, just like, you know, through my phone and just like going to the library, reading books, whatever. Um, that's where the philosophies of Mas Oyama. Same shit, man. I watched interviews with this guy. Same thing. He just had like this weirdo epiphany. And he just felt like he had this heaven sent duty to create this art, and he he said we I created this art to build the body to be strong, but to use this strength to help others. And I was like, "Well, there we go." And then whatever philosophy like Kyokushin is a very very. Are you familiar with um, Kyokushin?
0: I'm not, but I'm uh, gonna look into that. So Kyokushin
1: like. Uh, Masu Oyama, please forgive me to whoever's watching this if I kind of mix it up, but he was Korean, Japanese. He fought in the war, whatever. So his root is on uh, karate, karate. But he saw, you know, like some of the forms and stuff, when he goes against a boxer, like some of that stuff just doesn't work. So Kyokushin, technically, in English, it means truth. It's the truth. Mm -hmm, So He was trying to find the truth, like... He wanted to bring that old Budo spirit of just, like, one hit, one kill and, like, stop with the nonsense of all this, ooh, ah, ooh, you know, and just, like, get straight to the point. So he went to the mountains where the Book of Five Rings was written, uh, Miyamoto Musashi, and he trained there, trained and trained. He was hitting trees, this and that, but he was developing an extremely hardcore, straight-to-the-point karate style that could beat anyone. So he was in the mountains, and he was just training and training. The story was uh, he kind of got discouraged. He sent the messenger to go down. The One of his, uh, what would you call that, sponsors told the messenger, go back up there, tell Masoyama to shave one of his eyebrows so he'd be embarrassed to come down. He got to continue his training. So he shaved one eyebrow. The guy who was living with him, in the mountains was like, I had enough of this crap. Like, I'm leaving you here in the forest. So he left. He was by himself. And he really just honed in on his his craft, just finding the truth through strikes, hand punches, came down, and was like, I'm enlightened. Let's fight. And he just started crushing dudes. And to promote his Kyokushin, he was going around Japan, and he was fighting bulls. So he has this nickname called the God Hand. So he was fighting this bull and he supposedly karate chopped the bull and the horn fell off, like crazy stuff like that. (laughs) So Baki the Grappler, that anime that everyone watches on Netflix, one of the characters is based on him. Mm. Uh, Really world-renowned guy, but he was all about discipline and just getting straight to the point and like just putting the body under the governing will of the mind, and sharpening the mind, so all this, like, meditating, uh, in stance under the waterfall, dude, he would be under the waterfall, like, crashing on his back, like, really hard style, like, roundhouse kicking ice bricks, he was, when I got and learned the philosophy of Kyokushin, it was, like, it called to me, and I was like, okay, this is straightforward, how we gotta do it, but, I had a, uh, I'm gonna bring this around. I'm not sure if you read a blog called uh, "Bold and Determined." So there was this blog I was reading throughout the time. It was like a bad blog. It, it disappeared. The guy kind of uh, found Jesus. You know, no judgment about it. But he put me onto the carnivore diet and intermittent fasting. So all I did was I kind of just took the same structure, intermittent fasted. I eat at like 12 on the clock, eat again at 7, just steak, uh, ground beef at night. Same thing, steak and ground beef. The training, kicks in the morning, kicks in the afternoon, kicks at night, shadowboxing. I'm just implementing everything I knew with. This time, I didn't do any CrossFit stuff. I kept it extremely basic. The Kyokushin guys, same thing. Thousand strikes, thousand hand chops, thousand everything, thousand, thousand. And I was like, yeah, I want to do the same thing. So the discipline and the breaking my mind. Like I said, I was a 5'7 Filipino. So throughout my entire life, I was always kind of like, I'm going to take the basic stuff and I'm just going to be wild at it. So this time around, to get my mind out of it, I took that same philosophy, like, I'm just going to do extremely basic stuff. Me and you can do it. It's nothing hard, but I'm just going to do it. You're going to do 100. I'm going to do 10,000 of it before 1 o'clock in the afternoon. So that really helped to break my mind out of it because there's no sophistication. Like, Kyokushin was, it said true. Bruce Lee said, I don't fear the man. Practice 10,000 kicks. I fear the man, you know, 10,000 kicks one time. So 10,000 kicks. Every day, 10,000 punches. And from there, um, I got my fluidity back. (sighs) But the structure was just having that pride and just taking the most basic things and getting the most grand result ever. I mean, like, you know, you saw the video, that video that captivated you was basic stuff. All that stuff I had knowledge of, of the body weight stuff from this guy, uh, the great Gamma, Hindu wrestler. He would do like 5,000 of these uh, Hindu push-ups, push-ups. 5,000 squats, piece of a man. So same thing. I was always, even when I was in my world tour, these uh, these guys that um, I kind of idolized, they were just selling like little little packs, but they were selling like on the go. I was always just about having like the most simplest operation, but just making it grand, you know? So that is what really helped the willpower because it was basic it was extremely basic the more you complicate things the more the mind will tend to wander off course to get the mind back to focus just easy abc Oh, what about the? there is no time for it. what about this what about that or oh, this side this no abc one two three and you know in this day and age because we have computers you know where we have access to this technology we kind of forget that if you just go abc one to three for a long period of time even though the program is like really straight through and basic you give it consistency intensity and time dude you're gonna have the most grand results the only thing is you gotta just have that time intensity consistency so that that is what really helped and even so as i started to compound these days over and over i kind of had a routine you know train in the morning afternoon night no matter what diet no matter what i think what was better for me was i got three kids you know i I gotta figure out this financial situation all of this stuff i had so much in the background weighing on me but and that's why abc one two three i kept it basic i kept it consistent and um That, everything in the background I had to take care of, built the subconscious. And day after day, I just layered it, boom, day after day after day after day. And at one point, it was like, you know, I'm kind of on top of this mountain. And it's like, now it's time to just share it. So as far as willpower as a martial artist and getting discipline, the beginning is going to be hard because the mind is so attracted to what you've been doing. When you veer the other way and you make things simple, the mind likes to get attached to distraction, like all these other things. If you just keep it simple and basic and you focus on just having that pride in, I did 10,000 kicks. I only ate two meals. I am starving. But guess what? I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And I'm going to laugh about it. And I'm going to, you know, that's if you attach yourself to that, the results will it will come and it'll
0: blow your mind. That's beautiful because you you, <laughs> actually, you had a video, a recent video that actually resonated with me about simplifying simplifying your workouts, and it was pretty recent. And then you, it goes from basically simple workouts, creating a less stressed man, uh, a less depressed man, and just s- starting to just simplify your life outside of working out. And that resonated with me because. I was at that point where I just want to do everything at once and it just overwhelmed the shit out of me. So (laughs) that's why your videos are really reaching out to people because of just simple, simple messages like that. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, you, you focus on ABC one, two, three, and you had all these other things piling up behind you, but you still focus on the basics and everything just kind of stacked together and compounded over time and basically worked in your favor. Which is, <laughs> which is impressive Someone because say, yeah. it's hard, it's hard for men, for men, it's like for me more more personally to just focus on one, two, three, when I want to yeah. get to 10, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You can't get to 10 if you don't focus on one. Now, that's probably more, more recently one of my favorite videos. And I did see that video where you said you basically just had coffee and steak all day. <laughs> So you're working out three times a day. And you were just focusing on one thing in the morning, one thing in the afternoon, and one thing at night?
1: Basically, yeah. So, like, um, there was a the point where, so when I was doing my TikTok, I was, it was a lot of just shadow boxing. Literally boxing like, three times a day. Sometimes even more, but, like, three actual sessions where, like, I would change my clothes. I would be in, like, workout clothes. But, you know, throughout the day, like, while I'm cooking, I'm kind of just throwing my hands. But once I kind of was, I really needed to buckle down and I got back into like the mixed martial arts of things and kyokushin, I, I added just a lot of kicks. Intuitively, it was just like, I still had this lower back pain. It was really weird. Uh, Cause like, you know, I was like bobbing and weaving like I'm like light on my feet, but my back is sore. I don't <laughs> get it, you know? So something just told me like, like when I was fighting, I would do these front kicks. Um, I just made a video in the member section, but my hands were fast. And, like, when you do a front kick, technically your fist and your foot are same range. So I would, like, flutter the eyes with the hands. And the up front kick that I normally throw would be, like, the uppercut from really down low. No one would really see it. I didn't knock anyone out with it, but it was a good way to change levels. Flutter the eyes with the hands. Come from the bottom with the straight kick, boop. And you know, like they would be like, oh, that's a foot. So, you know, the eyes, they're trying to catch the hands. They see the foot come up. And as soon as they're kind of like trying to block the front kick, I can shoot in for a takedown. So, those front kicks, I was throwing those front kicks and um, just through the Kyokushin philosophy, ABC123, do a lot of front kicks. And my my back was done. My back is fine (laughs) now.
0: Muscle memory, right? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about that membership club. So you just recently started that up, right? Oh, yeah. Um, what does that consist of? Or what will it for be? For right now,
1: yeah. the past couple, I think I'm like six days in, it's just a workout that people can follow. I just I, just, I talk like this. Um, like I said, I had a gym, before, like a small little gym. I got my little whiteboard back there. Um, I kind of would do it like CrossFit style. I'm not sure if you ever went to a CrossFit class, but um, they would have like, Everything on the board. You would walk into the gym. You do exactly what you're doing. So you can kind of like stand in the back and like hype yourself out, get ready for it. So I just, it's just day by day. If you want to follow it, you can. I do, I haven't really, I give like daily golden nuggets in there. Just intuitively, like whatever the spirit just wants to say. I just say it, you know, and just more so as like a, like this, like a very, private time with me. You know, I give the workout and then I give just whatever my heart's feeling. So So that's the members area. It's non-edited. Everything is just like off the the cuff.
0: You know? So it's it's a follow along kind of video?
1: Yeah. So there's the workouts where I kind of, I have everything programmed. I just let it out for the day and then just a little piece of wisdom at the end. I'm going to be putting just little talks like this here and there. More, uh, because I had some videos that like, when I speak about it, I guess they get reviewed. I'm not sure why, but yeah. <laughs> and then like it's just it just gets put on private. So it's just like I know in this area because it's a closed area, I'm able to just say whatever I want. So some of if I wouldn't say controversial, but whatever I got flagged for in the public videos, I'll put on that um, members only.
0: Yeah, well you know it's it's the, the modern times is a little different, you know everything's everything's uh people be <clears throat> sensitive nowadays but um let's let's talk about your your content creation like how do you structure your social media content and your YouTube content like do you plan <laughs> it out you just let it be what it is you just speak whatever comes from the heart so actually uh
1: normally it's weird for me cuz like know it's hard to work out and film yourself, but um, I'll normally, nowadays, I'll just like film clips of me. And then like, while I'm working out, the subject will pop in my mind and like, I can just kind of see the seeds that I, I don't have any structure to it. It kind of just, just purely intuitive. And I don't know how it happened, but like, I kind of kept that same overarching theme when um I had my breakdown, just be the guy that i needed and at the same token when i look at content it's like what is content that i would like to watch that would help me and um i learned it from some you know when i watch on youtube just google stuff about content creation it's just make content for yourself because you know when you get behind the spirituality thing the guy who created aikido you know, he kind of pinpointed that, you know, everything is derives from one thing. We're all one. Just like Bruce Lee, you know, under the sky, we're all one race, the human race. So we all emotionally kind of have the same likes. We, it's just different shades, you know. And if you like it, someone else will like it. So I just, I had to be true. I was like, sometimes I can listen to a podcast like this. I can, you know, like watch Homie just speak. But sometimes I just need a rip dude who actually is the business giving wisdom in the backdrop. Mm, and that's sure. just what it was. like. I was never, you know, like people listen to Bruce Lee's stuff because when you look at him, it's, he's the product, you know? And for me, I'm the same way. Everybody's the same way, you know? When you build yourself to be the product and you speak on your product that's actually real, it Gives a different – oh, no, this is my biggest flex. Where is it? That video that you're talking about, most of my TikTok, all of my TikTok, and, like, the first half, like, there's, like, four videos that got, like, a million views. I filmed it from a cracked iPhone 6. I had my – like, only now I have, like, the iPhone uh – what is it, 15? Like I said, I like to take – the shittiest and the worst, and just try to get a grand result out of it. That way, I can sleep at night. Like I feel good. Like I did the best of what I could do with what I had. You know, and
0: turn turn shit into video, diamonds.
1: Yeah, yeah, that that video you're, you, that you're talking about. Yeah. If you watch the quality, it's not the best. It's because it was crap. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. I edited everything on CapCut. The screen was crack I was like, you know, I had money to fix it, but I was like, ah, I
0: I like it like this. <laughs> But you know what, sure. people people aren't like, unless you get some type of tech nerd watching your video, nobody's really paying attention to the quality. Like, I didn't know. I'm just watching you and, and finding motivation behind your words and your actions because you don't want to watch a, a fat guy on a couch telling you to do yeah, 10,000 yeah, yeah. kicks and punches, you know? But yeah, like you said, be the product. And if you build it, they will come, basically. Yeah, yeah. You also have merch. So, what was the inspiration behind the merch and the "Train Hard and Be Train Hard, Be Kind"?
1: Oh, so say, So that line literally was from that that when I had my breakdown, that little son. It just said, uh, "I I was getting if you want to call it okay downloads. I get them all the time. Everybody gets them. It's it's not like it's a new thing. Like Spiritual you know all these download. technologies and stuff. Yeah, it's it's nothing new. Because when you read all these books from like back in the days." Like, they, as they're all saying the same thing, just yeah. they got to speak to their time, you know? So, like, after I kind of was illuminated, just all these little things, and that was the one thing that stuck. Train hard. Just train hard and be kind. Train hard and be kind. If you train hard, you know, when you're training extremely hard, it's hard to think about other things, <laughs> especially if you keep it A, B, C, 1, two, 3. If you really... Full force intensity. On ABC one two three. You're, you're not. You're almost bulletproof to whatever dumb stuff that's going around you, you know? And in that moment, you just really get to be free. You know, And that was one of the weirdest things that I had like a, a epiphany download on was that in my shadow boxing, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, you don't post any fights. I don't care. When I'm shadow boxing, out in the sun, without my shirt. It's like I am connecting to something bigger and higher than me. That is my time. And like to know that other people were doing it because they saw me doing it makes me, I can kind of smile because in those moments where I'm shadow boxing outside in the sun, I really don't have any problems. And I, I'm not thinking about, what this guy's thinking about. I'm not thinking about fighting this dude. Like, I'm just at peace. And knowing that there's other people doing the same thing that I'm doing, the world can kind of shift in a different way, you know? I don't know. Maybe, you know. (laughs) Like I said, like, my mind can go there, but, you know, in those moments is where I do find peace and just my ability to share it. It's something really crazy, man. I'm literally just punching the air, but when you're in it, it's just like, oh, like you feel all these weird feelings.
0: Well, the purpose so is higher the than merch, the physical body.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with the merch, same thing. I I always do things like I I just follow that golden rule. Whatever you would buy, create. Whatever you know, train hard, be kind. I would wear that. I do wear it. So just create it. You know. Um the, the tiger one <sighs> the love of my life actually uh she created that one like the yin and yang and whatever, but she made it two tigers, and somebody was like, What does that mean? I was like, you know, one tiger is just climbing up, one tiger is coming down, it's always gonna be a circle, and um she termed it uh I think we were watching um uh, fearless with Jet Lee. And I think somewhere he said something like the strongest and the kindest. I was like, oh, that's good. You know, it's good to be strong. And when you get to a level where, like, you know you can do stuff, it almost, you start regressing. And it's just like, you want to use it for good. You accept what you are. Sometimes I got to accept that I'm a dirty motherfucker. Like, I can be, like, you know, if you rub me the wrong way, like, I can go there. But because like I'm all the way up here, just punching the air by myself and I'm like ripped and whatever, like I kind of' just like, you know, bro, I understand that you're going through some things and you know let me help you out. Maybe there's something we can do to help you out you know, instead of me just trying to like fight fire with fire, you know weird yeah. stuff like that
0: <clears throat> a lot a lot of yeah. you, a lot of certain energy that you come across is just a reflection of their own personal troubles and tribulations, you know. But, um, you mentioned being ripped, right? You gained weight, you lost weight. Now you're basically gaining some weight again. Usually, oh yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. So for the, uh, the lion dancing, cause, um, okay. the lion dancing kind of reminds me of, uh, of grappling cause you're, it's external. It's an external thing that I'm wielding. So kind of like with judo and grappling, um, and because the tail it's like fabric the tail does it's not a firm rigid structure it if the my tail player swings around a certain way like the resistance totally changes and like if you're not strong enough um if i pull the head one way and the tail is in a certain position it could pull the head and it could tilt it back and it just ruins the whole look of it, you know. The line—it kind of looks like it's in the sky. So, like to really just hold firm on the position of the head and like have just the look that you want to create—kind of reminds me of grappling. So, um, more weight behind me just allows this thing to just feel lighter, you know.
0: <laughs> are are you lifting weights and eating more, or are you just doing more reps? No, no, no. More? Just yeah.
1: um, I have like dumbbells still, just weighted shadow boxes. Um, stuff, yeah. Basic stuff, yeah. I've been doing more um, like reverse flies and stuff, just working like the back parts. Um, Now, what I've been focusing on is more getting back into at one point when I had my gym, I was really getting into um being strong in awkward positions. So the guy at Warhorts, that one mentor I had, he didn't have any weights or anything. He just had Big ass tires, kegs filled with sand, sandbags. And I was like, some of the fighters he had when I would grapple with them, they were just, they had a different type of strength. And when you watch how they would, he would train them and whatever, dude, these guys are carrying these things. They're in the worst position possible. If like a chiropractor were to go there, he would be like, this is not, this is bad. If a science, a science, Physical therapist or fitness personal trainer, where to like look at that. He would be like, This is so wrong. But I realized I was like, you know, when you're, you know, deadlift, back, back straight, you know, and you're coming up, make sure the bar is dragging against your shin, back straight, chops back. I realized, okay, like with this, once I take you out of this position, like here, you're done for. You're so weak. So in fighting, they have things like um. They like to call it cat crushers where if I'm, like, on a body lock with you, I'll put my head at my arms and I'll pull you this way. At the same time, my legs are up against your legs. So I'm pushing your upper body this way and your legs the opposite way. So it's like you're getting twisted up. And once you kind of contort the body, if you're not used to being in that position, oh, you're done for. So the warhorse guy was like, dude, they're loading tires. And they're like, you know... Some of the tires were, like, filled with, like, so he had big, like, different types of size tires, and they would be filled, sometimes one-sided, with extra sandbags in there. So, like, you flip one end, it's kind of heavy. You flip the other end, it's lighter. But he would, like, pick it up and walk with it. So there was a point, yeah, these, like, semi-truck tires, dude, I would just pick it up and walk around, dude, my back is so bent, and I'm walking around, like, but... When I'm like suplexing these dudes, they're kind of just like, how is this little guy doing it? It's because I've trained myself and these little muscles to kind of like be strong in this position. So, um, yeah, where were we? we?
0: Every muscle serves a purpose.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But as far as like with the training and just, oh, that's what I'm getting into now. But just using uh, little dumbbells. Yeah. Just trying to find little angles. So with the line dancing, They do a lot of stance training. So you'll sit in like a low squat. They call it a horse stance. And you'll just sit there for like like a minute. not an hour, but you'll sit there pretty long. Like if you're not used to it, you're going to be shaking everything. And like, you know, I'm sitting in this horse stance. And I can feel like all my hips, my lower back, everything lighting up. And it's like, okay this kind of feels like my odd object training that I used to do. And maybe I should get back into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I actually been trying that. That's, that's not easy. Uh, <clears throat> sitting in an isolated position for a long time. Up. Sitting, oh yeah. Yeah. Upright, straight. That's, that's hard. But, um, so, so what's next for you? Like, would you have anything in the works planned out or you just, like you said, just get letting it flow and letting it be what it is.
1: Um, a little bit of both, you know, like I said, you got to come of try to do both. You got to, Use your willpower and kind of flow with it, you know. Yeah, I try to. The thing I try to focus on is just whatever I can control, but right now, continue with the YouTube stuff and just spread more of just what I know. Um, like I said, I work a lot with the kids at the Lion Dancing Place, so I don't know, maybe I'm. I like I said, I had a brick and mortar. So like now being in this digital space and how it runs, it's like I want to keep the freedom I have, but with kids, you know, you gotta have like some almost like a some type of brick and mortar for them. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe opening up some type of gym. I was thinking about try I mean, there's so much options now because of YouTube. I mean, I can go out and like go speak. Like, people on YouTube would be like, hey, if you come to spade, like, we can host. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, the options are open. But yet my heart is always with the kids. Because, you know, I was once a kid who, like, seen a dude. And that's why I was so drawn to it. Because, like, the fit guys were, like, the drug dealers, you know, just hanging out. Not knowing that they were actually, like, training and stuff, too. But they weren't really on top of their game. You know, I, I never really ran to guys who are really uh, <clears throat> about the physicality in that lifestyle, you know. <laughs> they could fight, but they were also drinking and doing all these other stuff.
0: Doing all the street shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But but I think it'll be cool if you, if you did either the brick and mortar for the kids or if you just did like some sort of weekly meet up at a park with a bunch of kids and just taught them that way. You know? Yeah, Outside yeah. In the sun and connecting that way. That would be cool. So yeah. you how do you? All right, this 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 would be the last question. How do you balance your 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 what you're doing with your family time, with your kids, with your wife? How do you balance all that out? <laughs> you don't.
1: <laughs> like Bruce Lee said, man, you gotta be like water. But um, a lot of it is. This is why um, I don't know if you can hear my son. He's going crazy back
0: there. Yeah, I hear him. <laughs>
1: But I think, you know, when it comes to the spirituality stuff, mm-hmm. you got to kind of hit all three points. So the mind, in order for my mind not to get chaotic, um, I got to have some things in place. So like almost basically written on paper, like I'll have my governing principles. I wake up, these things got to be done. Once I get them done, my mind can be at ease. So like having some type of organization just for my mental peace. The physical piece is, like, now not being so rigid with, like, strength, but being more fluid. So that way, if I am engaging in something and I got to literally, like, run and go pick up my kids someplace, the body can just go. And then spiritually, just trying to just accept everything as it is, like, as much as I can be rigid and firm. I have two daughters sometimes I can't exert that male, you know, I, I can't just, you know, I, I gotta be understanding. I gotta be compassionate. Now with my son, I gotta still be firm, you know? So it's, it's a game. It's a game. And with the spiritual part, it's more so just enjoying the ability to flow everything. So as far as balance, balance, <clears throat> I am the balance between everything that's going around me. And as soon as I figured that out, I don't have to balance anything. I can just go with the scale tips and yeah. know that because of my work ethic, my very outgoing, energetic attitude, I, I am able to be the light wherever I am. and for me if you can be the balance for whoever's watching this if you can be the balance and the light and the organization to people's chaos your life will it'll be rough at first but you know when you go to sleep at night and like dude I I didn't know I was going to talk to you five years ago like compounding interest Mm -hmm. just be the light for whoever you can be in the moment have your plans try to flow your plans with helping other people and down the line, I mean, I try not to look for the payoff, but just to know that I was able to help you, dude, it, it surpasses whatever whatever I gained. Cause this is what it's about, dude. It's about connecting mm-hmm. with other individuals on things that we're excited about. You know? Yeah. I know uh, you're excited about being ripped and yeah. flexing out like, dude, I uh, am too. Like, <laughs> I am gonna lie. <clears throat>
0: I felt those words, man. Those are some powerful words. <laughs> being be the balance. You are the balance. That's that's dope. That's fire. All right, matter of fact, I do just want to... What's the hardest thing about everything you're doing right now? The hardest is, is being the balance. It's...
1: Yeah. I would say for me... Like, you see how I'm, like, very energetic and just but sometimes if I get rubbed the wrong way, like, this energy can steer the wrong way, so... But I, I'm pretty good at it now because, like... Sit, being in the seat where I'm observing, and just understanding that life kind of is lived up here first. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. So, yeah, so like, pro- like whatever's coming at me, process it first before I like jump on it.
0: React, yeah.
1: I think. Okay, I think I forgot like the basis of your question, but a lot of it is just trying to be based in truth okay and the truth is for me is that i am a loving guy and for every man out there like he gotta get in touch with his truth dude if i were to really like the way i've understood truth was that okay if someone close to you um backstab you the first initial thing you would probably do is i would never do that never and if you take that basis like okay if I don't like being backstabbed by someone close to me. Why would I do that to other people? And then once you kind of, you layer that back, okay, if I don't like that being done to me, and I promise to never do that to anyone else, that kind of means behind all of that, I'm actually a loving person, right? If you wouldn't want that done to you, and you would swear I would never do that to all of my close friends, why? Because I just want to give love. So if you just sit in that truth of like, Just love? Sounds fucking like, you know, I'm not trying to like, I'm not a loving guy, but it's just so happily I am. You know, I don't like to get punched in the face, so I'm not going to punch anybody in the face. But, you know, when push comes to shove, it is what it is. There's got to be a time where I got to be masculine. There's got to be a time where I'm not going to say feminine, but I got to be compassionate, and I got to have understanding. And I got to understand that in the Bible it says, I'm not trying to get biblical. The it, like some of these quotes in the Bible are actually in like the Bhagavad Gita, like all these spiritual books. Okay, but one that stood out to me, I heard it in, in the streets. But the sins of the father go down seven generations. Mm. I gotta understand. Maybe some kid that I disrespect today might be the boss of my daughter, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, your dad is," uh, blah blah blah, and. My daughters, they're women and they're delicate. I don't know how I may have wronged the person, but his intentions could be very bad. So I got to think long term, you know, and that's why as men, it's our duty to kind of like you got to teach how to govern these energies, because when a man is like not securing himself and he's trying to look for outward validation, holy fuck, like he'll go like crazy. And, like, to feed his desires, you know, God forbid something happens to, you know, like I said, I was in this weirdo street life. I'm not going to call it weirdo for those who, you know, are in the game. But if you're in the game, you understand, like, a way a man will establish dominance is he's going to bend you backwards. And especially sometimes I would bend around pimps and, like, I got daughters. So I got to, like, I don't want these kids that I'm around. Yeah. To become pimps. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't mean to laugh, but
0: it's all connected. You know, this this is
1: the reality we're in. Yeah. You yeah. know? Everything and connects. That, that, yeah. Everything connects. And it's it's not a responsibility. If you just, like I said, if you just stand on the side of love, you look at a child, you'd be like, you know, you, you have this weird upbringing. Your parents are not there. Let me help you. You know, some guy like, fucking, hey, get out of my way. I'm late to work. You know, I don't know what's going on. His wife probably cheated on him. He's probably broke. She took all his money. It's like, you know what, bro? I'm sorry. You know, may seem like the most pussiest shit to do. But like I said, like, people who are normally angry are getting beaten up so much by the world. And
0: they got so much like, know, other things going on. Uh,
1: yeah. Like, you know,
0: personally. But, um. Where can people find you? Like where can people get your information? How can they connect with you? How can they look oh. at your content? YouTube, Instagram,
1: I mean like through DM, I try to answer like all that I can. But I mean right now, just through Instagram, you can um direct message me at Ches YouTube is the same thing. At Ches Um Yeah, those those are the places. I the TikTok is still up, but I haven't posted anything on there. Somehow it's still like accumulated, but yeah. You
0: no, know, this was such a high level conversation. I really appreciate the time. <laughs> hey, I appreciate. Best the believe
1: we're gonna do it again.
0: <laughs> oh, for sure, man. In person. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'll be that'll be fire. That'll
1: I gotta come fire. out to New York, or maybe you gotta come out here.
0: Oh man, I wanna go to Hawaii. Side. I ain't never been there. I wanna go out there. But um. Shoot, shoot, we can make that so happen. So <laughs> we'll definitely talk about it. Thank you for your time. Um. I'm definitely gonna connect with you more in the future and keep doing big things and keep moving on the side of love.
1: Yes, thank you, Anthony. Hey, Cheers. Have a good day. And thank like you. I said, yeah. I I'm gonna add a new one. Okay, train hard, have fun,
0: and be kind. Oh yeah, <laughs> train hard, have fun, be kind, be disciplined. <laughs> yeah,
1: ha- have fun with the discipline. Yeah. Don't be yeah. so uptight about it. Like no, not, yeah, you know, sure. if people want to, you know about Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be disciplined, understand that it's a choice and have fun with the choice. Like I choose to eat these. And hey, if you want to join me, you know, let's be buddies.
0: <laughs> Yo. Thanks again, man. Appreciate this. I'm gonna Anthony, let you know. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll okay. let you know when when we when when we put this out there, right?
1: Yes. Peace, brother. <laughs> have a good one. Later.